In his State of the Union address this week, President Obama announced a proposal to make attending two years of community college as free and universal for Americans as attending high school. But some are questioning how practical or necessary the proposal is. I'm Bob Zaltzberg, and today on Noon Edition, we'll talk about the potential benefits and drawbacks of the president's plan. We're joined by the chancellor of Ivy Tech's Bloomington campus and a high school guidance counselor to hear how this proposal could affect Indiana students. We'll also hear how a similar structure is working in Tennessee. And we invite you to join the conversation after this hour's news. Production support comes from Smithville Communications, serving southern Indiana with fiber gigabit internet and digital IPTV. More information at smithville.net. And from School of Public Health Bloomington, Public Health Reimagined, addressing 21st century health challenges with a multidisciplinary approach to disease prevention, health promotion, and enhancing quality of life. publichealth.indiana.edu. Welcome to Noon Edition. I'm Bob Zaltzberg, editor of the Herald Times, along with co-host Claire McInerney of State Impact Indiana. President Obama says he would like to make two years of community college as free and universal as attending high school. In the State of the Union address this week, he outlined his plan to make earning uh, college education easier, particularly for middle-class citizens. And today on Noon Edition, we're going to discuss that plan, the potential benefits, drawbacks. And uh, we're also going to be talking a little bit about the Tennessee Promise, which I'll get to in just a second. But let me introduce our guest today. Jenny Vaughn is the Chancellor of Ivy Tech Community College in Bloomington. And Sarah Franklin is a counselor at Bloomington High School North. You can join the conversation by calling 855-0811 in Bloomington or 1-877-285-9348. You can also join the live chat at wfiu.org slash Noon Edition. And you can follow us on Twitter at Noon Edition. So thanks for being here, everybody. And Claire, it's good to be working with you today. Yeah, thank you. I love talking about education. <laughs> I know you do. Uh, the Tennessee Promise uh, is uh, a program in the state of Tennessee that, that is very similar to what President Obama wants. And Claire, I know you learned a little bit more about that last week. Sure. So the president visited Tennessee last week, too, as we know, um, to kind of highlight the program there because they offer free two years of community college for students. Um, I spoke with Blake Farmer, who is an education reporter at Nashville Public Radio, kind of about what he saw as this came up in the implementation um, of free community college. The program is still new there, and it's going to be starting this fall, so we don't quite know the outcomes and how it's functioning, but um, we, like he said, there's a lot of popularity. So we're going to listen to him explaining it a little bit since he's more knowledgeable about, <laughs> about it than any of us. So we'll listen to what Blake has to say. People were really curious how they were going to, it was going to be paid for at first. And, um, you know, it's very specific to Tennessee, but there was essentially, uh, you know, three or four hundred million dollars laying around in this reserve account related to the state lottery. So that money, uh, which the state lottery pays for four-year scholarships at the universities and colleges, uh, that money was set aside, turned into an endowment that is supposed to pay for most of the program. So it, was it taking away from money for scholarships for four-year degrees? Part of the financing plan also included reducing the scholarships uh, for, from the state lottery funds now that they, they, they sort of, uh, you know, finagled it where it, it actually it's reduced for the first couple of years, but then it makes up for it the next few for the last two years. That's oh, very complicated. But uh, essentially, that was a cut to the scholarship because most people lose this lottery scholarship by their second year. So uh, so in essence, they save some money there, which will also help pay for it, but also have the interest on this, you know, $400 million endowment that'll pay for it. Now, the interesting thing about it, uh, when you really look at it, the state will not be picking up the tab for many, most of the students, because so many people who are going to take up the state on this offer already qualify for Pell Grants and would have gone for free anyway. 
So it's a last dollar scholarship, which is something the president has said he doesn't want this to be, even though we don't see a plan for his community college, but technically, or if they apply for these other federal things, whatever's left over is paid for by the state. And you're saying by the time they get to the Tennessee money, they don't even need it? Well, and 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 in fact, it's been it's been a uh, a criticism of it. Ultimately, the state's going to pay for middle class kids to go to community college, not low income kids, because they already would have qualified for the for the uh, federal help. So, um, yeah, the this is a last dollar scholarship. You're required to fill out a FAFSA, which. Uh, which means that, you know, necessarily, uh, let's say if you're an illegal immigrant uh, graduating from school, you would not be able to uh, qualify. So, yeah, last dollar scholarship. Okay, is there something I haven't asked that you think is It's hugely complex. I mean, the, the thing that is going to be fascinating is that um, it, like, changes the landscape of community college totally. I, I, I mean, all these community colleges who are now maybe going to have some students be interested in them who would have tried out a four-year school but won't anymore. Uh, they're going to be dealing with what people expect could be huge influx of students, uh, maybe doubling the size of some of these campuses, uh, but will they last? Like, or are they just folks who are going to try it out they wouldn't have otherwise and then flake out uh, nonetheless? Will their graduation rates just tank because people start but don't finish? I, I mean, it, it's going to be fascinating to watch. Okay, great. Thank you. So I want to start with Jenny. Um, to talk about paying for this, one thing that the president said is he wants to take away the tax benefits for people who use a 529 college savings plan it's called the 401k of college savings. Right. Um, and you, right now, if you have one of those, you get a tax credit um, and you aren't taxed if you start reaching into that account to pay for college. And so that's a big criticism of the president's plan that maybe it'll de-incentivize people to save for college traditionally how we have. And so as a chancellor at a community college, what are your thoughts on money and payment and an influx of kids if that's what happened in Tennessee, if it happens here in Indiana. Okay, well, um, first of all, thank you both uh, Claire and Bob uh, for allowing me to be here. Um, really appreciate it. Um, I, you know, I may answer that question in a different, mm -hmm. a couple of different ways. Um, our president of Ivy Tech Community College, Tom Snyder, has said that this plan uh, that the president is, is uh, talking about, this um, America's College Promise is really a game changer for this country as it, um, you know, can, um, w w this country is far behind in college attainment um, compared to other countries um, in across the world. And, um, you know, this will help people, the middle class, as was mentioned from the gentleman uh, that we just heard from, um, more people going to, going to college, taking uh, advantage of this program, um, and, you know, getting that degree to go and get that job, so either a technical certificate or associate degree and get a good paying job, or paying, getting started to, to, to get half of their bachelor's degree taken care of so that then they can move on to a, to a four-year. Um, I am not a tax advisor, <laughs> and this uh, 529 uh, um, issue that has come up and what does that mean, you know, I don't I don't know. Um, I've, we've, Sarah and I were just talking about that before we went on air, and I really don't know enough about that and what does that mean. Um, but based on what I know um, about this t uh, plan is that uh, three-fourths of it would be covered by uh, state and federal dollars. Um, some of it would be that last dollar that um, you know, the gentleman from Tennessee talked about because as he mentioned, same as Indiana, um, many of our students are on, on, are on grants, uh, scholarships, uh, the Pell Grant, state grants, and, and things like that. Um, but this would help the person that, that you know, the, the middle class America that isn't eligible for those grants to come here. And so what does it mean with taxes and different things like that? <laughs> I, that's the you, thing to watch. I you think can call our accounting department yeah. at Ivy Tech. Uh, Steve Englert and Roy Elks can help with that for sure. So I wanted to ask just a very simple question. I hope um, I'll ask Sarah. Okay. The last dollar scholarship you, you're mentioning, that's unfamiliar to me. Okay. What's that okay. mean? It's basically uh, the family fills out the FAFSA, and after all mm. the other financial aid options are um, distributed, then the additional dollars such as this would kick in. I see. And so that's why the president's plan, he, he doesn't want it to be a last dollar because that really helps low-income kids. They get a Pell Grant, they get something else. And then if there's a little left, 
like in Tennessee, they get that money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why it's really geared toward middle class kids who, mm-hmm. when they get the FAFSA back, might be disappointed with the lack of financial aid, and this would help them mm-hmm. with that. Okay, thanks. We hope. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> right. And so I think, you know, a lot of poli- people politically are saying the Republican con- or Republican supermajority isn't going to approve this, you know, could be done on arrival. But I think it brings up a really big issue that we're facing is what do students do after high school? Um, four-year degrees, community college associate degrees, or transferring is something most kids, I think, look at as their options. Um, and the kids that want a four-year bachelor's and might use two years at a community college to get there, I think those kids know how to get there. They know their options. And I think the president's plan and the Tennessee governor who are doing this want to help those kids who don't maybe know and think, well, community college is kind of like college and college isn't for me. And so without going through the Ivy Tech brochure of classes, I mean, will you kind of give us a example and an overlook of how community college might cater towards students like that who don't want to study um, business or history or something at a four-year college. Right, or yeah, go on to a four-year college or right. whatever. You know, we, we've got, um, you know, I'll talk about Ivy Tech Community College mm-hmm. and the different things that we have to offer, technical certificates, certificates, and then the associate degree. And so we've got you know, um, courses, you know, 15 credit hours where they can get a, a, a certificate in advanced manufacturing, for example, and, and, and go work for um, uh, industry like a Cook and Cook Pharmaca and places like that that are good paying jobs, steady jobs, jobs that'll be here for a very long time, and, and wages that they that are sustainable for their families. So, um, you know, that's important. And, and there are lots of programs like that at Ivy Tech. Um, you know, you can get a, a quick, you know, two years, you can get a degree in a radiation therapy or respiratory therapy, or maybe you wanted to be a nurse, or maybe you wanted to be an accountant and, and things like that. But for the student that doesn't know what they want to do, you know, we need to start in pre-K. It's a pre-K to 14, really, um, change of mindset. You know, they need to start in pre-K to start thinking about what do I want to do because the world today is different. And, you know, in industry, we talked about that here in, in Monroe County, there's not a lot of those factory jobs anymore. And if my parent was in the factories and now they're not, what am I going to do? And I don't have that a guidance necessarily to help me move forward into something different that I can do to raise my own family. Um, so we need to work together, and we are, um, on trying to guide students better, mentor them, so that they can start thinking about those things so they're not left behind. Something I want to jump in in with is a term you just mentioned, pre-K through 14, Mm -hmm. which is kind of a relatively new concept Mm -hmm. that education isn't K through 12 anymore. What we're saying and what we're seeing is you need more than a high school diploma to be successful, but that doesn't mean a college degree. So maybe, and I don't think you meant like four-year-olds need to know what they want to do (laughs) with their life, but will you talk a bit about the concept of pre-K through 14 and what that means in terms of public education and education for all? And I don't know who wants to start, but. I think as we work with students, we look at what they're taking and making sure they have a solid core to be successful in whatever choices they ultimately make. We also have a lot of discussions about pathways. If you see yourself interested in a particular area when we do our uh, career work, then what do we build in, what coursework do we build in to keep you on that pathway? So you can graduate from high school, you have skills necessary to proceed to the next level. And so as a high school counselor, um, you know, and this could be a totally different show topic, how overworked counselors are, but you have a lot of students. How do you, how do you work with them and address with them what they want to do and what it can be after grade 12? We do a lot of listening. Um, we ask a lot of questions. What even as basic as right now, what's your favorite class? And then what do you see yourself doing? And we use a program called Career Cruising where they go in, they have a little interest survey, and we ask, what does that tell you? And even if they say, well, but I didn't like the choices that it gave me, well, all right, then cross those off the list and let's try to look at something else. So we just ask a lot of questions, do a lot of listening, and say, well, let's try these different courses and see what might fit for you. We have a tremendous advantage in Bloomington where we we do work with Ivy Tech with early college programming. We work with Indiana University so so the students can earn credit at both IU and Ivy Tech. And so that 
also helps them guide their choices. And again, we have Hoosier Hills Career Center. Students earn certificates and credit through Hoosier Hills. And so our students can really start uh, working toward a particular goal early on. So we're talking about America's College Promise, the uh, program that was proposed by President Obama during his State of the Union address. Uh, we have two guests in the studio, Jenny Vaughn, Chancellor of Ivy Tech Community College, Bloomington Campus, and Sarah Franklin, a guidance counselor at Bloomington High School North. We'd like to listen to your questions and your comments about this. If you think that this is a game changer, as uh, Ivy Tech's State President Tom Snyder said, uh, you can give us a call, 855-0811 or 1-877-285-9348. You can also join a live chat at wfiu.org slash Noon Edition. And you can follow us on Twitter at Noon Edition. Sarah, I, I wanted to ask you about that, just that term. I mean, uh, President Snyder said game changer, and Jenny's nodding her head. Do you see that? I mean, do you see this as that important of a program? I do. Uh, the discussions we have with students, money is a huge issue. And what I appreciate about the program is that it opens up opportunities for lower income, middle class students who may not have really been thinking that they could do this, that they could go on to college without going into a lot of debt. Mm -hmm. I, I have a question. I did a story last week when he first announced this kind of about besides cost, the attitude of going to yeah. college. And so besides cost, though, what other struggles are we facing? Because if this doesn't go through and we don't get free community college, I think it's still an important issue. When students sit in your office and when students come through your doors at Ivy Tech, what are the other things holding them back from finishing, doing well, getting that certificate or degree? You know, I might um, do that. Uh, speak to that you know when um, we survey our students when they leave and you know what's going on why didn't you come back our persistence from what say fall this last fall to to our spring semester it's almost overwhelming overwhelmingly the dollars it's money they can't afford it they've got to uh, pay their rent their light bill they've got to get gas in the car and then it's also some family obligations and things like that. So, you know, that college-going attitude is something that our entire society as a nation um, needs to embrace, um, whether this goes through or not. And, I, you know, I know here in Monroe County we're super lucky with all the things that, that we have and working, collaborating together. But working together, using those terms, you're going to go to college. You've got to do something. So that, that pre-K or K through 14, um, you know, we've got to figure out how we can get you there, and we need to do that together. Mm -hmm. I think you mentioned Bloomington, and you know we have a vast audience out there that's not right. in Bloomington, so I'd like to hear from mm -hmm. some of those folks too. But it is true, people that grow up in Bloomington see people who are going to college and talk to people who have gone or are going to college every single day, whether it's Ivy Tech or whether it's IU, um, or whether it's somebody who's gone and come back. So mm -hmm. it is kind of a, a different community. I was going to ask um, Sarah again about, you know, you've been a counselor for a while, guidance counselor for a while, and, you know, Ivy Tech has created this different option even over the last decade. So can you talk a little bit about, you know, how it's how things have changed for high school seniors and, well, high school freshmen and sophomores, juniors and seniors, in terms of looking at higher education and these pathways that you're talking about for what people want to do? It's, it, as you say, it's, it's been a long time, and I was delighted when growing up in a community where there was a community, a community college and that the two-year option was available, and then to come to Bloomington where it, it wasn't a viable option in terms of making the transition from a two-year college into a four-year um, degree. So that change has been wonderful. And I'm hearing more and more students who are s saying, I'm not quite ready for the four-year college leap. So the two-year college transition for me is my best chance of continuing my education. Mm -hmm. And that that's something that's been fairly recent. Mm -hmm. Earlier you talked about, at least at your school, there's a lot of different pathways, mm -hmm. or I mean, not to use the same word as Bob, um, opportunities, or they can get a certificate or something like that. What about outside of Monroe County? Because it seems like that I, I travel the state to do these kinds of stories, and that's not the norm everywhere. And so I don't know how many other counselors and teachers you talk to or work with or, you know, you within the Ivy Tech system. But explain the relationship between the high school system and higher education and why it is important to make sure kids know their opportunities or if that break happens, kind of how disruptive it can be. 
I think as I listen to different programs from around the state, we hear that two-year colleges are expanding those opportunities. There are a lot of outreach classes that we're hearing about, and that opens up those doors for in the rural communities, and, um, and that's going to be very helpful, but it's going to take some time. Mm-hmm. And will you, will you talk about the relationship that Ivy Tech has with um, high schools or maybe even younger, Jenny? Sure. Um, you know, we talked earlier, uh, Sarah mentioned our dual credit uh, program that we have, and it's a very robust. It's grown incredibly. I'll talk about Bloomington. You know, um, it's grown over the last year about 20% here at the Bloomington campus. And so we're offering a lot of dual credit uh, courses in the high school. So these are teachers in the high school, credentialed teachers teaching um, Ivy Tech courses, um, not only uh, classes like our English comp and, and math and things like that, but they're also doing some uh, some of the technology kind of classes or a computer class or a hospitality course or things like that. So we're, we're in there. Um, we're, we're, and so what happens with dual credit is our, our faculty at the campus d- uh, works very closely. They're a liaison uh, with the high school teacher. So they're working in tandem to teach that class, make sure that you know they're meeting all the same outcomes that they do if they were um, in the classroom at Ivy Tech as a college student. And they're getting the credit at the high school and uh, at Ivy Tech. And many of those classes can then transfer on. But we're doing lots of other things. Um, you know, we have the Fairview Project here in, in uh, Bloomington and it's a great uh, arts-infused program that's really not just about art. It's teaching math. It's teaching reading. It's teaching all kinds of different things. So those are some ideas or some things that we are doing. But we're we're in the the middle schools. We're in the high schools. We are we have uh, students coming to our campus every uh, week. Uh, groups of students taking tours, checking us out. We're doing demonstrations to show them, you know, how cool nursing is or how great you know it is to go in the robotics department and and getting them excited about going to college and we just have great working relationships I can call anybody in any of the uh, any superintendent and uh, meet with them talk about what we can do uh, for them and with them and uh, or what we can change to do better and so we're, we're, we're partners in all around in our uh, different counties uh, Jenny I was introduced to one of your programs probably about six weeks ago when I had lunch on a Saturday with a bunch of middle school students at Ivy Tech, and it was—I mean, it was great. It was great for me. The kids were really engaged, and they wanted to talk about, you know, what goes on in journalism in a newspaper. And I know that was just one of a series of programs that you have. Yeah, it's a great program. It's a, a youth leadership program. Um, we modeled it after uh, Lawrence County a program that they have. It's similar to uh, Leadership Bloomington, mm-hmm. but it's for uh, middle school kids. And and thank you, Bob, for coming to campus and speaking to those kids. I know they enjoyed it. And so th- those are one of the many, many things that we're all doing together um, in Indiana. So we're going to take a short break. We're talking about uh, America's college promise. We're talking about the transition from from high school to education, whether it's uh, uh, community college or beyond. Uh, we have two guests in the studio, Jenny Vaughn, the chancellor of Ivy Tech Community College Bloomington, and Sarah Franklin, a guidance counselor at Bloomington High School North. If you want to give us a call, please do 855-0811 in Bloomington or 1-877-285-9348 if you're outside of the Bloomington area. You can also join us on a live chat at wfiu.org slash noon edition. We'll be right back. This is Noon Edition on WFIU. Production support comes from Smithville. Information at smithville.net. And IU School of Public Health Bloomington. Online at publichealth.indiana.edu. WFIU News covers South Central Indiana and the state each day. You can read news throughout the day as it's posted on our website at wfiu.org. And you can pick up a digest of all the top stories. It's like a newspaper delivered to your inbox each afternoon. It's a free and easy way to stay on top of not only the headlines, but also the in-depth audio, video, and print news stories you can't get anywhere else. Subscribe right now at WFIU.org slash news.
Welcome back to Noon Edition. I'm Bob Zaltzberg from the Herald Times. I am uh, fortunate today to be with Claire McInerney of State Impact Indiana as we talk about a, an education issue here in the studio with Jenny Vaughn, the Chancellor of Ivy Tech Community College, Bloomington Campus, and Sarah Franklin, a guidance counselor at Bloomington High School North. Um, as uh, those of you who are listening to the first half of the program know, President Obama says he would like to make two years of community college as free and universal as attending high school. And that's the issue we're discussing today. If you have a question or a comment, please give us a call, 855-0811 in Bloomington, 1-877-285-9348 outside of the Bloomington calling area, or join the live chat at wfiu.org slash noon edition. So before the break, we were talking a little bit about opportunities for kids in high school um, and working with local community colleges. And during the break, we were talking about the Tennessee Promise, where there already is free community college for two years um, for people who qualify. But something in their plan that I think is interesting is they have a mentor as they go through the program and have to do community service. Um, so Jenny, will you talk a little bit about you know why that kind of piques your interest? Yeah, I, um, I found that to be um, very exciting. Um, you know, students need help. They need guidance throughout, you know, they need it in, in the uh, high school system. Um, and they need it through college. They need somebody that's there that they can trust, that they can go uh, get their answer uh, questions answered and uh, guidance, you know, what what's my next step and those kinds of things. And um, so that's critical. And, and you know, if that's something that needs to be added into this plan. Uh, that'll cost some money, you know, because you need the staff to uh, to handle that. Um, and then the community service piece is just so important. I mean, um, you know, that's a big thing, that, a big factor at, at our campus, and, and it is a, across our college at Ivy Tech Community College. And, you know, we know that, that when students are engaged in their communities and they're giving back, they they thrive. Um, they they continue with their studies. It's a great retention tool, um, and you know it's it's just a win win for everybody. So um, I, I'm really happy to see that that's in the Tennessee plan, and I would love to be able to uh, see that too in a, in Obama's plan. Mm-hmm. So one thing I think uh, the president is bringing this up now, um, and we talked about it earlier with the concept of K through 14, is that a diploma isn't enough anymore to go into a plant or a factory or do thing do jobs that were traditionally, you know, great middle class jobs. Now it's different, and so I'd like to talk a little bit about that shift in that type of work and why we need certificates and things. And so I don't know who wants to start there, Jenny or. I think what President Obama mentioned that uh, two out of three jobs will require higher education, and in preparing students for that, it's not just you're going to get a job and you're going to stay with it and retire. And we talk to students about you have to be prepared to make shifts in your thinking, your training, your whole career is going to change. And how do you prepare for that? So make sure, again, you have a solid foundation in what you're doing so you can make those shifts, that you're ready to get more training, that you're ready to make a move um, to a different part of the country, that you have to be flexible in how you look at things because it's not going to be a static situation for you in, in the world as it is. When I talked to Teresa Weber, the commissioner for higher education, a few weeks ago, and she was just saying a generation ago, you could have an eighth grade, you know, you could have been in eighth grade or a high school diploma, walk in and work in a plant, get a pension and healthcare benefits. And now you need to learn how to work with a robot. You need to know these things. And so I think that's probably the biggest shift we're seeing. And that's why things like Ivy Tech are really important because you can get that cert- certification, right? Jenny? right I mean, right. what you, other options are there? You can go, you can get your associate's degree or you can get a, a certificate or, you know, just take a couple of classes to get that skill. I mean, our economy has changed. And we all need to realize it. And, um, you know, the more, when industry wants to move here, they're looking for that educated uh, workforce. And when they come here to, you know, build something new, a new, uh, a new uh, plant or, or whatever it is, you know, they want to see that they have a skill workforce and and it, it's imperative that that kids today know that understand that and realize that they need to uh, move on and, and, and it does not mean that they have to get that four-year degree that two-year degree it might just mean that certificate um, or those skills that they desperately need to, to um, make their lives better you know and of course there's always the kids that that, that wants to go to the four-year and you know and that's okay too so transferring from a community college to the four-year um, you know that we need everybody to make this country a better place. 
I, yeah, I just wanted to, to build on that a little bit because and, – and Jenny and Sarah, you can correct me if I'm wrong, which I can be very often. But it, it seems like the, you know, this discussion of K-14 is actually coming after a long discussion about K-16, which we used to hear. And I just I just would like, like both of you to talk about that shift because it was – can't be K through 12 anymore. Now we have to be K through 16. There was a discussion about that. And now we're talking K through 14. Sarah? I think it's to help students be a little bit more focused in what they're doing. Um, K through 16 sounds overwhelming for a lot of families. And as budgets have been cut, more and more of the, the college expense has been put on the families. So K through 16 was not as affordable. So that's, I think the focus has shifted to the K through 14 and then beyond that. Mm-hmm. And, okay. and many uh, uh, industry tells us that they need the, uh, a skilled worker. Mm-hmm. So that associate's degree, technical certificate, certificates are, are what they need. Um, you know, that Southwest uh, Indiana plan with the 11 counties and that's uh, circling around right now and, and hope that uh, will be funded by the Lilly Foundation. But many of the things that came out of that plan um, talked about the need, the desperate need for, for the the skilled worker, um, and, you know, people at Crane, and, and that's what they're looking for, uh, a two-year degree in engineering and, and all of those kinds of things that, that are needed in, in that industry. Explain this plan you're talking about. Um, It's the uh, Southwest uh, Indiana plan that is talking about an 11-county area where we can really uh, increase our our, um, place of of life, you know, the uh, quality of life, uh, bring in industry, um, how to work with uh, education and uh, workforce development. So it's all of those uh, different things. It was announced back in November, and the Community Foundation is is very much involved. Radius in Indiana is also very much involved. So... uh, uh, listeners can go out to those websites, and uh, there's a, a large plan out there, um, and uh, they can look at those websites to, to read that plan. All right. We'd like to hear from some of our listeners, 855-0811 in Bloomington, 1-877-285-9348. Also, you can join a live chat at wfiu.org slash noon edition. I guess one question we would ask all of you is, um, is this a program that uh, you believe is worth it? It's going to cost some money, and it's going to be a discussion in the in the Congress. There's no doubt about that. And um, so, you know, when you talk to your politicians, what what are you going to say? I I do want to mention, I know Claire mentioned the fact that it was, um, it may be dead on arrival because of the Republican super, the Republican majorities in both the House and the Senate. Um, Republican Governor Bill Haslam is the one who has pushed this through in Tennessee. So there is a Republican who's been very active on the other side of the aisle. So I guess I'm, I'm going to put you guys on just a mini spot here. I mean, if if you were, you know, testifying in front of your legis- your con- congressional delegation, I mean, what would you tell them about the importance of this program, Sarah? I think we talk about the United States uh, being an educated populace and the and the United States being competitive globally. I think this is an excellent way to support those goals that everybody shares, Republican, Democrat, it doesn't matter. And so hopefully the um, promotion of this plan will keep that in mind, that it's not a partisan issue. It's something that we want an educated populace. We We want voters who can make good decisions. We want people who have opportunities, not just in a state or the nation, but globally, and and to build our economy. This is desperately needed to support those goals. Well, something I've heard time and time again um, is no matter what happens politically or if this legislation goes through, just having this conversation is so great to have kids thinking about different options or knowing that Maybe one day there will be opportunities, and right now it is that important that the president's doing it, so maybe it's worth going in right now, even if it's not free. I want to ask you a tough question, Sarah, about counseling and just kind of that realm right now. Um, Something I hear a lot from education reporters outside of Indiana um, when we talk about counselors is, is it your role to say, maybe you would do better? not going to a four-year college, but maybe because all of your classmates are doing that, you feel pressure, 
or is it something where you try to lay out the options? I mean, what is the role of counseling today with so much testing and college and career readiness? I mean, but career kind of feels like it falls off to the wayside a lot. I think, and, and I feel more comfortable putting out those different options. And then asking students to, to kind of extend those options in terms of will they be realistic. So if we talk about a four-year college, do you have, are you prepared to make that commitment for four years? Do you know what you want to do? And it, would a two, what happens if you go two years? What happens if you go into the workforce? So try to have them imagine where they'll, where they'll be having explored each one of those options. Jenny, do you have any take well, on that? You know, we, we have to deal with that every day um, when we're talking to students. You know, we have a really uh, phenomenal nursing program, but not everybody's cut out to be a nurse. And so many of our advisors and mentors, and as they're talking to students, and that's a tough, that is a really tough conversation that they've got to have. Um, you know, you've tried chemistry three times. It's, this isn't what's going to work for you. But the college has reacted to some of those things where we're offering uh, different, you know, like certificates and things, maybe in phlebotomy or a different area of health sciences so that, okay, they may not be able to be that nurse. So we're going to talk to you about that. This isn't going to happen, but look at all these other options. Um, so you, you we're not doing anybody any favors by not sharing right. that information. And now, very early in the program, we played a clip from Blake Farmer from Nashville Public Radio. Um, he was actually being interviewed by Claire. And, you know, he was pointing out that some of the opposition to it is that, oh, my gosh, community colleges are going to be overwhelmed with students that just aren't ready and can't make it. And this is, kind of goes along with what we're saying. But, Jenny, does that concern you about this plan? Um, no, um, it does not. Um, you know, especially here at the Bloomington campus, you know, we have a 90,000 square foot building uh, that is, uh, you know, in progress right now. We'll have that open here soon. But we, um, as a college, have grown over the years uh, very rapidly. Uh, we've been able to react. That's what we do. Um, you know, we're very quick to turn things around and, and to figure things out quickly. And, um, you know, well, you know, do we need help? Yes, we are very severely underfunded by the state. Um, we need, you know, we we need uh, equipment. We need space across the, the state. We need mentors. We need advisors. We need full-time faculty. Um, you know, so, yeah, we're nervous, but can we handle it? We sure can. Okay. We have a question, uh, uh, a caller on the line. It's Mary from Bloomington. Mary? Hey, is Mary there? Yes, actually, it's Rosemary. But Oh, Rosemary. I'm sorry. So sorry. Go ahead. So, yes. Hello. Um, I wanted to make a comment that um, this is, I think, a wonderful proposal, and we can see from the GI Bill after World War II the great benefit to the country of making these opportunities available to people who otherwise would not perhaps pursue higher education. And I also had a question about quality. I read this wonderful article in the New York Times about the state of Massachusetts, and they decided to focus exclusively on improving the quality of education, forget about vouchers, etc., K through 12, and they now, in testing, have results for children who graduated from high school equal to those in South Korea, Japan, Germany, and the some of the Scandinavian countries that have the highest scores. And I wondered if some of the people would speak to what we can do to, you know, better prepare people for college by focusing on excellence. And then, you know, what we can do to make these two years that we're going to add on really terrific so that maybe a person goes through a program, they're in a career, and they decide, oh, wow, I would really like to go ahead with my education. And, and then they're prepared because the education was so good. So that's my question. Great. Thanks, Mary. Can I ask that you turn your radio off in the background and we'll get to your question, Sarah and Jenny? What do you have to say about quality? Quality of community college for everybody and, you know, how we're going to end up competing with students from all over the world and how we can catch up. Yeah, and I wasn't sure if she meant quality of K-12 or what is K-14, um, but, 
you know, maybe Sarah could talk to that a little bit uh, differently. But um, yeah, I don't really, I don't really know how to answer that. As uh, you know, of course, uh, quality is important. You know, for for K twelve and for higher ed, and and uh, I, I think we have a quality. Uh, higher ed uh, program here in, at the state of Indiana, obviously through Ivy Tech Community College and IUs of the world and things like that. But I think the state and, and nationally, we, we're always looking at uh, core standards and how we can continue to improve those standards so students can be successful in whatever endeavor they choose. Yeah, I think, she, I think Rosemary asked sort of the, you know, the big question is, you know, and who defines quality right now where, you know, she, she was talking about pr- focus on excellence and quality and preparation for going forward. And right now we have sort of a public policy that says we can measure that through testing. And, you know, that's a, that's public policy in a lot of states and through no child left behind. But there's always discussion about is that the proper way to measure quality and to measure excellence? So... Rosemary, you still there? Yeah. Is that kind of what you're getting to? It is, and I, I'm just so interested in what it is that we can do to, you know, improve the quality. My mother and my sister are college teachers, and, and they're always bemoaning the quality of the kids that come to them from the public high schools, and, and I just think that the country would benefit from nothing as much as truly terrific public education. And, and, and I, you know, I love Ivy Tech, I love IU, um, but I, I do hope that everybody in education um, would look at what Massachusetts is doing. I read this one article, and it just seems so interesting. You know, how can we do better? Well, yeah, it sounds like that's more a question about preparedness before mm-hmm. going to college rather than quality of high school or quality of where you end up. And so do you want to talk about that, Sarah, how I, how to get them ready, how to get students ready? I think it, as we look at our diplomas, the Core 40 diploma and the Academic Honors Diploma, Technical Honors Diploma, a lot of uh, those diplomas are preparing students with a core um, curriculum, our core course of study, and then if the students pursue the honors portions of those, then they're looking at college credit, they're looking at advanced placement courses, and they're talking about advanced math and science skills that are not included in a very basic diploma. So what we're encouraging students all the time to push hard, go for the most difficult course of study they can possibly pursue, and, pri- and providing support for them to be successful. And, and it's no secret that Ivy Tech Community College offers a lot of the remedial uh, coursework, um, and, uh, lots of it, and lots of students need it that come to us um, out of high school, whether they've been away from school for a while working, maybe they cobbled a few credits somewhere and they're coming back. Um, you know, and, and if, uh, as a college statewide, we're over 65% of our students uh, need remedial education, whether that's one class, maybe it's just math, but it could be math, reading, writing, uh, all the above. Um, so it, it's a problem. And, and again, I see us working closely, more closely together as a state and making changes in that area. I think there's also a big shock, too, of culture in terms of in high school, there's always it seems a little bit of a safety net where in college you have to dictate your own study schedule and your homework. And you know, how you do that. And I remember when I was in high school, that was a big, big part of it was learning how to prioritize. And so I think that's always going to be an issue, but something schools are really trying to work on. Were you going to say something about I was just going to say uh, thank Rosemary for the call. Yeah. And uh, no, no, thank you very much. Uh, we do have 10 minutes left to go in the program. So if you want to give us a call, please do 855-0811 or 1-877-285-9348. You can also join the live chat at WFIU.org slash Noon Edition. I also did want to mention that, I mean, that, that was a, that's a huge question. I mean, that is the question that everybody is asking, grappling with. That's why we have public policies about education. And also, as you know, as everybody in this room and probably everybody should know, I mean, culture has changed, and there, you know, what kids are learning before they go to school is different. That's why preschool is so important today, and why preschool is part of President Obama's State of the Union speech as well. You know, we have a we have a high school intern uh, who's at our newspaper, and I asked her to show me her calculus homework the other day. I had no idea 
what that was all about. <laughs> it was <laughs> kind of freaked me out. Hey, know. Bob, you can yeah. come to Ivy Tech and we'll, we'll <laughs> right, help you. There's, there's remedial classes I, for I you. Would, yeah, we'll help you. We'll get you through. I would definitely need <laughs> that. Me too. Trust well, me. in Indiana, it has its pre-K pilot program, which has just begun, and I'm meeting families as I do reporting on that. And it's interesting. I was talking to a mom, and I said – she, the kid I met in preschool uh, was her third one, and she talked about the differences she was seeing already compared to her third grade daughter because he's getting this exposure now. And so I think to talk about community college or four-year universities or technical training, you have to remember everything's a building block when it comes to education. And so this is kind of the last crucial building block so you can be a successful adult, but, you know, successful education starts when they're little babies, which is hard to, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, wrap your head around. And I think that's why education policy is so tricky, Mm -hmm. because you need a lot of money and it needs to go to a lot of places. Yeah. One of the uh, things that that I read, actually, I guess it's from the White House um, facts on this. Uh, If all 50 states participated in a program like this, it would have a a benefit to about 9 million students, and it would save students an average of about $3,800 in tuition. So there's a there's a price tag somewhere. It's not been – the price tag itself has not really been identified, but, you know, it, it, that's why, you know, yeah, we can come up with a, what everybody agrees is a quality program, a necessary program, but then it's going to have to be paid for, and that's where the political debates and discussions come in. Okay, so Randy's on the phone. Go ahead, Randy. Yes, I'm um, I came late to your uh, program, so I'm sorry if this has been covered already, but my question is about the percentage of your uh, community college students that go on to transfer their credits to a four-year college and whether this proposed free community college would, um, how that would would affect the numbers both for um, people opting for that instead of the four-year college, what effect that would have on the budgets of four-year colleges and that sort of thing. Okay, Jenny Vaughn from Ivy Tech. Sure. Um, We have a a great uh, transfer program at our campus, um, so I can talk a lot about that. Um, You know, when students walk in the door, we actually um, ask them, um, what's your plan? What's your goal? Um, And 60% of them tell us that their goal is to transfer. And at the Bloomington campus, they want to transfer to IU Bloomington. That's why they're at our campus. Um, And and our, um, you know, the the, uh, state takes a snapshot of, uh, of a cohort of students that start in given semester, so say in a fall term, and and we've got data back to 2009 um, that tells us that back then um, our our, um, transfer rate was, is at about 25%. uh, So, you know, students taking classes with us and then transfer. Now, we don't get any credit for those students that transfer, so that they're not a success. They're not counted as as a success, you know, but that was their goal. It's just like the student that wants to come in and just take a welding class, uh, a skill to, to move on or, um, you know, take a computer class or whatever. So, you know, those are some issues with budgets and things like that. I can't speak to the four-year and what does that mean as this program may bring more students to us that would never have gone to college and then they're going to transfer uh, hopefully to someplace like Indiana University. Uh, I have no idea what that, that would mean, and I'm sure there's discussions about that. But um, a lot of kids are transferring. Um, they're all across the state. They're going to IUPUI, ISU, USI, Indiana University, Purdue. Um, it's a very, very big uh, uh, program that we're working on at Ivy Tech. Do you have a number of how many kids come in to get an associate's or a certificate? How, how many totally do? Uh, well, and percentage. Th- that graduate, um, we have a graduation rate that's v- low at our campus. It's about 8%. So when you combine the transfer and the graduation rate, so a persistence rate kind of uh, it's over 32% of our students are, are moving forward. Uh, but a lot of them are not there for that reason. They're there to take a class, a couple of classes for skill set, or we also have the student that's uh, full-time at, at, and I can speak to the Bloomington campus, Ivy Tech, they're, they're full-time at Indiana University and they're taking one class with us. So, and they transfer it back, win-win for the, the student and for Indiana. But still, Jenny, you have every fall you, or every spring, you have a graduation, right? A commencement. Right. And how many, how, many, how many students go through? Oh, that, uh, how many students yeah. uh, walk through? We've yeah. got maybe 250 will walk yeah. through. But yeah. we award over 1,100 right. uh, credentials. You know, I mean, that's huge. Mm-hmm. You know, and that go, any credentials, that's an associate degree, a technical certificate, that's huge. 
And that's just in Bloomington. That's just There's our Ivy campus. Tech campuses everywhere. Right, exactly. Right. Okay. So um, in the last few minutes, I, I wanted to, to ask Sarah about, again, that, you know, a lot of this discussion is, and we, you know, to sort of bring it all around is that not everybody's the same. You know, not every kid's the same. And there are some that want to go on to a four-year school or some that need to go or want to go to a two-year school or some who want to get a certificate. And, you know, again, I mean, in your your experience, you know, you've seen pushes for various things. Is this where we really should have been all along, trying to get people to, to pick their pathway and go where they really need to go? I Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, rather than just the big bad world out there, just having the experiences and being on that pathway and having set a goal is critical for success. Mm-hmm. We have another caller, Brian, from Ellettsville. What's your question? Uh, yes, I just was wondering what your thoughts were on whether this is a just tangible idealism or if this is something that could really work. I think that's an important question and kind of address the politics, but, you know. I I just think it's a program that can really work. We got it. We need to do something uh, for our country. Um, We need to bring industry, uh, you know, back to where it was and people working with jobs that they can, you know, have an affordable uh, life and a good life and sustainable uh, living and all of that. And I really think it can really be a game changer, as President Snyder has said. Mm-hmm. Politically, it could be idealistic, but maybe Absolutely. in the future, sure. you know, we could see something like this. And there yeah. seems to be a lot of support. Yeah, Brian, I don't know, you know, what the discussions were around the GI Bill when it was proposed. It would be interesting to know. That would, yeah, that would be good story. I I'm know. not even, I'm not even that old, you know. So. <laughs> Google it, right? <laughs> right, right. But it's a it's a great question because you know politics. A lot of ideas get get floated in politics. A lot of them are great ideas. Some of them aren't so great ideas. But you know, at the end of the day, you know, there's a lot of changes made, and something comes out in the end, or it just gets stopped. So, sure. All right. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you. Uh, so I guess we're out of time. Oh. Yeah. Unless you have a one, we got about thirty seconds for any last comments. You know. Again, when we when we can talk about affordable, accessible education for people, I think that's a great plan. Yeah, mm-hmm. everybody wins. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, I want to thank our guests today. So Jenny Vaughn is here. Jenny's the chancellor of Ivy Tech Community College, the Bloomington campus, and Sarah Franklin's been with us, the guidance counselor at Bloomington High School North. Also, um, Claire McInerney has been our co-host, and Claire is is basically an expert in education. and She's an education reporter for State Impact Indiana, so it's been great to have her on the conversation. For producer Lacey Skarmana and engineer Mike Pashkash, I'm Bob Zaltzberg. Thanks for listening. Edition is a production of WFIU and the Herald Times. A podcast of this and other WFIU programs is available at WFIU.org. Production support comes from Smithville Communications, serving southern Indiana with fiber gigabit internet and digital IPTV. More information at smithville.net. And from School of Public Health Bloomington, Public Health Reimagined. Addressing 21st century health challenges with a multidisciplinary approach to disease prevention, health promotion, and enhancing quality of life. Publichealth.indiana.edu.